Good day. How are you? Good. Um, we should probably apologise for any background noise. Yeah. Uh, um, there's an acoustic musician wrapping up his yeah, set. Yeah, so you know, luckily for this guy, now that we're capturing him, someone's listening to it. <laughs> hey, that's harsh. Well, I mean, I'm looking down there. First of all, I'm not seeing a lot of people. Yeah. Zero of which are facing in his direction. Yeah. In case you don't have to face him to listen to his sweet, sweet tunes, though, do you? No, no, that's true. Yeah. Um, just on sound, I got an email from someone, uh, and I didn't write their name down before we started. Sorry, I James. I think his name was Andrew. Oh, okay. Um, talking about sound, uh, sound quality on the podcast and giving some suggestions, because I don't really know what I'm doing with sound editing. Uh, thank you for the suggestions. And Is it too boring to recap on the show? Well, just around, I know it's a problem, um, low-end rumble. Low-end rumble. And I don't want an LER going on here. And compressing the audio so we don't have too, high, too lower lows, too higher highs. Getting it uh, hard limiting and compressing. It seems like when you know what you're talking about, that's like a basic thing to do. Yeah. Does that sound right? Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. I think so. Now, I've had to play an audition with some other stuff. Um, yeah, thank you so much for that. Uh, initially, when I see those emails, I'm like, fuck you, man. You're like, yeah, come on, man. What do you think this is? But and then like, going, oh, it's a useful thing to yeah. now apply and be better with. Yeah. Wait a minute. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I do appreciate that feedback. Just been in Japan, haven't you? I have, yeah. A month. So, we don't have a, a proper show schedule. We're just nah, going to talk about Japan. just going to riff and raff and talk about some beer stuff and some non-beer stuff as We're we do. At Hop Nation. We are. I'm drinking the stash, which is the a IPL. Yeah, it's with lactose. Yeah, I wanted that, and then I saw it. They said it's like Fruit Loops in a beer glass. I was like, I don't want that anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I that's yeah, fine. Yeah, it's good. It's yummy, actually. Okay. I don't know if I love the lactose character, but here we are. Yeah. Oh well. How's Japan? Japan is amazing. Give um, us some. Um, you didn't do any too many beery things, I understand. Not beer but specific things, but t- tell I mean, me some beer, beer finds. Came across the things. Um, I mean, let's just say it. The best beer. If you if you're going to be uh, eating in Japanese food locally, you got to be drinking draft beer. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's Sapporo, Asahi, Kirin, they're tiny. Super fresh kegs are exactly what you should be drinking when you're eating that kind of food. It is yep. perfect. Yum. Yep. Um, unless you have some sake or anything like that, it really is the perfect thing to do. So um, I wasn't going to be an asshole and not do that. Yeah. Um, and holiday beers. Like, yeah, that's yeah, the exact exactly. kind of holiday beer you want. And I mean, it really is perfect. Like, when you're having just smoky meat pickly stuff mm. uh, a bowl of ramen mm. there's, like there's oh, it's hard to find anything you said lager on did you say lager on nitro yeah yeah tell um, me about that where was that um, I can't even remember where that was but uh, yeah a place taking its beer seriously they had like a, a, a sharp pills but it was on nitro, and it mm. was the tits. It yeah, was right. so good. Yeah, uh, I wish I could think about where that was. We just had so much conversation before this, and yeah, I wish yeah. that came up. <laughs> so I can remember. Um, yeah, but I mean, like the things that they did when they, like the places that I went to that did anything about beer differently. It was pretty pretty on point. I went to one like terrible place in um, in Hiroshima where. Uh, it was called it was a dude's 
essentially is homebrew, mm. and due to some um, liquor licensing laws, there's ways around that where if you call it homebrew, then um, you can get around a few things. Okay, but uh, this was terrible stuff. Right, it was like inexperienced homebrew. Lots of under-attenuated, just not nice beer. You told me about so many fun beer things off microphone. I know. Um, <laughs> true. Yeah. Well, I went to... Uh, I just went for a walk along a river that's famous for its cherry blossom. And we were there in peak cherry blossom season. So it was very busy and um, very beautiful. And lots of little merchants selling uh, plum wine and sake and stuff like that. And uh, pink champagne, which is popular for the colour yep. festival. Um, and then there was a little beer truck that just said beer. I had to like really research to find out who it even was. And they had four taps um, and one of them was a Brute IPA and one of them was just like a, just called a Stout and they were awesome. It was yeah. a really, really heavily hopped, really dry, excellent Brute IPA. And just like, it was Stout weather and it was perfect. Like, I don't know, that was pro... Some of the best beer I had in um, Japan, almost certainly. Um, and the other, I mean, the cans you can get in convenience stores are pretty good. Like yep. a lot of the Yona yeah, uh, yep. beers. Um, and it really, I wish I could remember what it's called. Like the, some sort of flying animal IPA um, that was just super dry, super clean, delicious. And lots of white ales that were... Yeah, you mentioned that. Yeah, um, I mean, I remember. I think my first experience of Japanese beer was Hitachino White. Yeah, which um, is a fucking delicious yeah, beer. really good. Um, I haven't had an ages, but really lemony from memory. Yeah, um, um, and I feel like maybe the popularity of that. I, quite I don't possibly, know if, if anyone but, does um, know a little bit more. About yeah, it, it seems like everyone who's offering anything has got a pretty clean, like a pretty good, pretty clean yeast white ale. Um, that was good, and like a few of which. You could get at the convenience stores, which um, when we decided to do that, they were the ones that I was going towards. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Miyajima, which is the island of uh, Hiroshima where the famous Tori Gate is, where everyone takes photos of that. They've mm. got a brewing company, which I was not expecting much from. And they made... Because you said that's really touristy. Very touristy. Lots of knickknacks. Lots of... Um, I mean, even poor excuses for local cuisine is pretty good in Japan. Um, I had some takoyaki balls that were not very good, but still delicious. Yeah. Um, there and yeah, they had a little brewing company that was awesome. They had a little stand um, in the little market, and they also had a little restaurant tap room upstairs. And we went through about six of their beers, and they were. Delicious, really interesting. Local herbs and local fruits. Great. Just to round out little kettle sours and um, pale ales and delicious. It's very, very different, distinct, but yeah. clean brewing and um, really good. Yeah. What's interesting, um, hearing you talk, so you didn't go with you didn't go with any beer stuff planned. Nothing beer stuff planned. Um, yeah. In my last holiday in Italy, same thing. Uh, but stumbling like these days, you just stumble across. Yeah, exactly. Interesting beer, like, you know, something across a, a cart that sells IPA, brute IPA. Yeah, yeah definitely. Like She's like, what? I, I mean, I sort of looked up a few things um, just off the cuff. I, we found one, like, beer bar in, I think, in Tokyo 
not far from where we were staying the first time around. And uh, it was good. Like, they just had little bar snacks. They had maybe 12 taps of good beer, but not outstanding. But the ones I mentioned were, like, the, the best um, examples of it. But that was one where I sort of looked for some sort of craft beer bar around yeah, to see yeah. what was up, and, um, which was fun. And I think it's a different, it's a different feel, I think. Uh, most of the nights out in Japan that I wanted, I wanted something like, I wanted to sit in a little cram yakitori place. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that was, the, that was the kind of nights that I was looking for. Yeah. Um, and the craft beer didn't really fit into that. But but yeah, I guess it's, it's fascinating or interesting that it's, it's wormed its way into cultures where it's just part of daily life. You can just find it. Yeah. Day to day. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's it's an interesting. I had a conversation with a guy that owns a um, shochu bar, which is um, the uh, distilled version of sake, and very delicious. I mm-hmm. highly recommend it if you can. Did you get into it. sake as well? Yeah, yeah. That was like the go-to um, starting drink at a restaurant or yeah, izakaya. Yeah. We'd have some sake, have some nibbles, and then depending on what food. We'd, we'd got I would move on to a beer or just stick with sake yep. plenty of sake drank it was good um, I was a shochu fiend though I mm. loved it yeah so whereas the sake is fermented uh, shochu is distilled and they can also use sweet potato and barley and a couple of other um, uh, base, bases for the, uh, the spirit for the spirit um, yeah and this guy was talking to the whole bar about how the uh, shochu is still the highest consumption drink in Japan um, but it's falling due to the popularity of whiskey and craft beer mm. um, so then we started talking about that a little bit and it's regional popularity but um, I'm a huge fan and I, I mean the more I learned about it the more I like saw it on every every uh, bar list and everything like that and yeah mm. shochu is good I can recommend it awesome yeah I'm going to look for it a little bit, I think. I think that guy is going to start looking to um, import it into into Melbourne because he used to live in Melbourne when he was studying. Lived in Um, Footscray, you said. In Footscray, yeah. uh, Where was this bar, sorry? It was in uh, Kumamoto. Do you know the name of the bar? It's called Glocal Bar Vibes. Local Bar Vibes? Glocal. Glocal. Because he... I just thought you misspoke. No, he, um, he told me like he was coining the phrase... Uh, but he said that he wanted to um, uh, think global but act local. Global. So it was global. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so that was quite funny. Yeah, um, yeah. And I might give a couple of mentions on uh, Instagram of him and the bar because he does, every Saturday he does like a educational posts yeah. about shochu, whether it's the history or uh, a way to serve it. Or I think a few of them have been like just fun places in Japan to eat yeah, local awesome. dishes or whatever. So um, I might shout that out. But yeah, he was yeah. really, really passionate dude and loved it. Uh, and I mean, really started me drinking shochu for a yeah. month, really. So, I like um, it. Yeah, it was delicious. You arrived for a month. More or less, 28th to the oh. 25th, yeah. It's a lot of time. Yeah, it is. Saw a lot of places, went on a lot of bullet trains. Yeah. Bullet trains are fun. Yeah, they look pretty fun. Yeah, because first of all, they get really fast. Which is always fun. Exactly. Second of all, um, the a lot of the uh, platforms where you get on and off the bullet trains 
have like bullet train bentos. Yep. Where some of the best like takeaway food in a bento box, pull down your little tray in front of you. You're at a feast. Yeah, that sounds a fun. Fast moving feast. Yeah. yeah. Fast moving feast yeah, indeed. Exactly. Um, meanwhile, you can grab a beer or two for the trip and uh, your two hours has gone by in a flash. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's incredible. Like we, I looked up one place, one trip we were doing, the drive would have been five hours and it was 86 minutes on the bullet Oof. train. That's saving time. Yeah. You are, that's, you're making money back yeah, exactly, on that trip. Exactly. Um, I like it. Yeah, Anything yeah. else happened in Japan? Oh, I mean, so much happened. A lot of good cocktail bars. Yep. Um, a couple. I mean, I went, I went to a couple of like exceptional cocktail bars that were very Melbourne-esque. Okay. Uh, while I was there and enjoying exceptional cocktails, I did have a thing in the back of my mind going, "What am I doing here? Like, that's, this isn't." That's an interesting conundrum when you're traveling, isn't it? Where you think. What are the best bars? You know, you look at like, what are the best bars? What are the best restaurants? And then... Let me give you a lesson, Luke. You know who uses uh, Google and TripAdvisor to rate places? White people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, it can definitely lead you astray into what tourists might think is awesome. Yeah. That might not be. I always look at the lowest ratings. If you look at why people are complaining about a place... It normally explains a little bit. Um, So, also some other good advice I I got one time was go to the top-rated bar, you know, if it's a cocktail, wine bar, beer, depending on what you're into, and then get one drink, ask the bartender where they like to drink, and then go there once you finish your drink. Great idea. That's a great piece of advice. Um, for half the trip, we had four people and that became a problem trying to get into a place without a reservation. Yeah. And the best places that we found was going to the place that we intended, getting turned away, and then just getting frustrated at... Also getting turned away because a lot of places were locals only. Yeah. Um, really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's interesting to be on that side of the, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the equation. Um, I once then, didn't get sold cigarettes in Korea when I still smoked. Oh, yeah? Uh, the guy just flat out ignored just didn't me. Want, just selling right. locals. And then as soon as I rocked up, no, he just would not look at me. <laughs> um, Fair enough. Always had a frustration. My my place, my like phrase of the those two weeks were, where do we want to go? Just the next place. Yeah. Just walk into that place and let's see what happens. And we found some amazing places that way. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it was a really good time. Um Sightseeing, obviously, there's a lot of pretty... It's a pretty amazing country for a variety of vistas in a small area. Yep. So, like, I saw, like, snow and uh, forests and a volcano and uh, rivers, like, in two days. So, like, there's a lot of varying environments. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had a great time. It's really good. I thought the language barrier would be bigger. It's very accommodating for English speakers. Yeah. They use a lot of English themselves. Yeah. Uh, I drove a car for two days. Uh, I thought that was going to be a real challenge, but yep. the rules in Japan are exactly the same as here, and th- a lot of the street signs are the same. Like left hand, right hand? Left hand. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah nice. Yeah, so it's exactly... It's the, the, yeah, yeah. the experience is the same. Yeah. All the speed signs are using English figures, so, like, it was fine. Yeah. There you go. No issues. Um, so my... 
holiday was probably not as exotic as oh, yours. Oh, but it was... Man, um, I was jealous while I was over there. Yeah. yeah. So I think I mentioned on the last intro to the last show, but um, Happy Festival. Uh, really, really impressed with... with I mean, Wellington's Wellington. Um, Little Bear Court is still such a great bar. Um, some new places went to. Can't even think of what they are now. New to me, anyway. I hadn't been to Rogan Vagabond before, which was, was amazing. Yeah. Uh, really good, similar to Golding's Freedive. Yeah, okay. Um, I love that. It was my favourite bar in Wellington. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, Happy, for... A sh- it was so incredible for, you know, the amount of good beers, the amount of um, good talks for their symposium. But they... It was so uh, restrained, I guess. If you, did you go to the Garage Project Tap Room when you were there? The original one. Yeah, no, the other one. No, the, no, they okay. hadn't had that yet yeah. when I was there. So yeah. that, to people that have been, you'll know it's quite small. It's got a lot of taps, but it's, you know, it's essentially a almost like a, a small coffee shop size. Um, which was surprising, you know, people walking in there, you think, Garage Project, they could do a much bigger scale thing. Uh, Harpy kind of has that same vibe where the symposium itself was from 10 to 3, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. So you can only fit, you know, half a dozen talks into that. So you've got a room full of incredible brewers, scientists, hop breeders, all these people. There's only a small select, you know, a small select series of talks. Um, and then the, the festival itself, I think 30 or so of the best breweries from the US and a couple from the from Europe. Um, but it's only a four-hour thing. They each, each one only had two taps. So it felt really concentrated. You know, it could have... That could be a three-day thing, and I'd, you'd go back every day sure. to try every beer. Um, but it didn't. I think that made it nicer. Yeah, it almost like it's. It takes the. I mean, stress might not be the right word because I mean people get stressed out about some pretty serious things. But yep. beer festival anxiety about not wanting to get the wrong beer yeah, or whatever. Yeah. If there's two taps from each producer yeah you know it doesn't matter what you get it's going to be a belter that's you know these days I don't really follow beers as such you know there was a few beers on there that I I knew by reputation um, but you know I think St. Adarius Bernice was a beer that I've I've wanted to try for a long time um, and that did not fail me it was glorious but you know Places like the Vale or um, Other Half or Tired Hands. I don't know what their beer names are. That I just know that they are, you know, their yeah, reputation. Yeah. So just going up and like, all right, what do you got? Whatever that one is, I'll have that. And I had one beer that I didn't love, uh, which is the Cloudwater Imperial, Cho- uh, Imperial Cherry Stout. Cherry Imperial Stout. Uh, just wasn't my thing. Yeah, fair enough. I like but everything else was... The consistency, uh, you know, everything was hazy. I had a milkshake from Tired Hands. I had an imperial stout from the brewery. Everything was just tight. There was a real, um, the level was just insane. To, you know, these days, sure, summer you get a, a good New England IPA. Most of them for me are a little bit yeasty, a little bit harsh. In Australia, just everything was consistent. Yeah, wow. Um, and so to the point where people are like, what's your favourite beer? I'm like, I don't know, all of them. They're all just they're all so good. Bonkers good. That's, yeah. I mean, when I looked at the list for the festival, I was like, 
that's just hit after hit there. That's yeah. just elite level across yeah. the board. Yeah. Um, it was in Te Papa, the museum, uh, which is a, another cool thing. Yeah, I like Te Papa. Uh, I believe, and I'm not going to name any names, but people that we know uh, vaped cigarettes, not, not marijuana, vaped in the giant whale heart uh, oh, in yeah? Te Papa. Uh, they didn't want to go upstairs for a smoke, so they just... Went into the whale heart. Went into the whale heart, which is pretty cool. Uh, I don't know if anyone from Tapa Papa is listening to this. I just made that up. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, um, so... What's that other museum around the corner? Oh, the, the Seafarers Museum or something? Yeah, whatever that one is. Yeah. I like that one more. Okay. Yeah. I really like Tapa Papa. Yeah. Um, I mean, different vibes, but... Um, it's kind of weird. Maritime like, Museum or something like yeah. that? Yeah. When that first opened, the Tapa Papa, my mum and I went up there... To literally just go to that and see my sister and you know spend a long weekend, so I've always like got good memories attached to it of like this new exciting yeah, shiny fe- thing and it's always every time I go there and it's it's always been good. So it is very cool to have yeah. a beer festival in there was a weird feeling. That's one one drawback, um, the only negative I found was the food has to be catered for by Te Papa, so. Right. That's part of, like, if you're having anything there, it's catered by them. So for such a high-quality event, the food was... A bit lackluster. Yeah, right. yeah. But you know, it was through no fault of the organisers. Yeah. yeah. Um, early on, there was a lot of queues. Right, as soon as you got in there, the queue to get in was long, and it started pissing down with rain. People that know Wellington, if you get caught in a Wellington rainstorm, it's pretty miserable. So that wasn't ideal. And then once you got inside, there was a lot of queues for the first half an hour, hour. I was chatting to Joss from Garage Project just as he got a message on Twitter saying that Garage Project had organised the fire Festival of New Zealand. Wow. And he was just like, that is so unfair. Um, And it's not that at all. (laughs) Like, for the the first... brutal... Like, there was a uh, bit of a queue for the start. But what they did is they gave everyone... You got a token to go in with. So the system was... like The queues just moved really quickly. So my first beer was the St. Adarius Benice. And I queued for maybe two minutes. But you also were in the wrong queue at the start of that. So. Yeah. So the other big queues were Firestone Walker. Um, all the big queues were Firestone Walker, which was a surprising surprise to me. I guess because we get them pretty frequently in Yeah, maybe Australia. just like the name recognition... Yeah, they also end up. They, when I think of breweries doing that cutting edge of beer that everyone wants to try, they're not there. And that's not a slide on them. They, goddamn, I love their beers. But the other ones were Hill Farmstead, Trillium, yep. and Omnipolo. What which, do you expect? Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. Uh, but yeah, Firestone Walker, I didn't get my Pivo pills. Because I looked through all the lists and I'm like, oh, I want to just drink a Pivo pills. Yeah. But there was too, too many queues, ironically, to get the fucking Pilsner. Yeah. So I could just get the... And that was one of the ones that they had yeah, yeah. four beers. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Good one. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, Wellington again. Ugh, I love that place. Went to Shepherd Restaurant. Uh, in, so the same people that have Goldings have yeah. a, open up a restaurant. A lot of sort of fermented stuff, a lot of kind of quirky, fun, delicious food. Highly recommended. Beer list is great. I'm due to go back, I reckon. Um, they also, I also had some of the Husk. Uh, so Husk slash Choice Brothers uh, Brewery. They, he's been making wine. Kerry, Kerry's been making wines. Natural kind of funky stuff. Uh, had a bottle of his wine. It was just stunning. Really, really good. 
Um, and I met a, a guy uh, who's starting a new brewery called Maiden, which is doing... The Maiden? I uh, just Maiden. Oh, just Maiden, right. Um, shit, I think it's called Maiden, yeah. Um, wild ales, uh, natural fermentation, some kettle soured stuff, but really well designed. It's been in the works in for a Wellington? while. In yeah, Wellington? Yeah, yeah, right. Or maybe just out. But, okay. Um, yeah, keep an eye out for those guys. All I right. Think, I think they'll be around for good beer week. Oh, cool. In some capacity. Yeah. Or if not, their beer might be on at the Catfish. Yeah, cool. Hey, also on at the Catfish, Dave. We're doing a podcast. I know. Wednesday, 6 Last p.m. year went down such a storm yep. that first came off the rank. As my understanding of the situation is the Catfish was like, what are we doing this good beer week? Get Luke and Dave back yep. first of all. Number one. Whoever we've got, we'll just get them to yeah. talk to them. So we're going to be doing Chur Brewing, also known as Behemoth Brewing uh, in New Zealand, Chur in Australia. We've got Deep Creek Brewery, who built a... They, I think they were the ABA Best International Brewery last year or something like that. Yeah, it rings they? a bell, actually. Yeah. Uh, and just kicking goals. Everyone, everyone's been loving Deep Creek beers lately. And uh, North End Brewing. Kieran Hazlitt Moore from North End, who's... A guy that makes delicious beer, makes a lot of traditional Belgian and UK kind of styles. Uh, lovely dude, former cheesemaker. So they're Very all going to cool. be be there or be misinformed. Yeah, six PM catfish Wednesday during good beer. And I'm week. guaranteeing that there's not going to be a clash with any sumo suit wrestling on the Anyone, same sorry? night. Sumo suit wrestling I on the night. I don't think so this year. Six o'clock. We'll be done by seven thirty. So if there is. You can run just down, run on down. Head straight across. Uh, Catfish is also doing some great. So, I think the whole week they're doing the New Zealand takeover, but they're doing Goldings. Yeah, so it's Goldings Goldfish. pop up or something yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so people that haven't ever been to Goldings, it's just such one of my favourite bars. Yeah, uh, like yeah, it's been a long time since I've been in Wellington, but it was my. F- it was when they first opened, pretty much. Okay. Um, they didn't have a sign yet. It was yeah. difficult to find. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was my favourite bar in Wellington. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah, it's it's a very very lovely place to sit and have a beer. Uh, I was drinking when I was there was North End Pilsner, so it's kind of cool to have North End on the podcast because the North End Pilsner was delicious. Pretty delicious. delicious. That's awesome. Well, that's going to be a cracker. So, what night is that again? Wednesday. Wednesday. There's only going to be one Wednesday night. Yeah. So the fifteenth. Could be a week. Not far away now, is it? No, coming up close. Um, also, plenty of tickets left to my event at Luxmith. Uh, we haven't got the final menu confirmed yet. I'm probably going to try and do some esoteric beer. You know me, I'm not going to just turn up with a pale ale. Um, kind of want to do a blend. We're talking about doing a Clamato with a smoked clam on top of the Clamato and a, a beer on the side, Boilermaker kind of a thing. So yeah, okay. we're going to do some interesting uh, combinations of beer and seafood. Uh, they're going to do a muscle katsu sando, Ooh. Uh, which I've already got a beer in mind for that. Nice. So yeah, still tickets available for that. So that sounds good. The last Sunday uh, of Good Beer Week. That'd be a good farewell for the festival. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Hey, um, speaking of wild fermentation, which we were a little bit ago. Sure. I mean, we all, and we sort of always are yeah, as well. Yeah. Uh, I went and checked out Black Arts. Black Arts. Black Arts. Yeah. Not Black Hearts. Not Black Heart. Black Arts. So there are. Uh, it's a duo which is Josh who used to be from Fox in the Corn uh, who people would know if they've ever been there he was pushing sour beer and pasta as his kind of thing uh, a little strange combination but it definitely worked and Michael Leslie who's brewed around um, various places uh, and they 
they've had this in the works for four years now. Similar model to Wildflower. I'm sure they're going to be compared to Wildflower a lot. Um, their first beer is a golden and a red. Uh, they're kind of going to be their staples. They're brewing. When you plan certain things so far out, you yep. can't really um, well, they're, they're foresee what's going to happen yeah, three brew, or four years. Brewing work track. off-site. But they, the thing that they're coming into the market strong with is they've got, they have been brewing beers for three years at least and for, for barrel aging. So what they're going to do on their bottles is put an age statement almost where it says, I think it's the average age of barrel in this beer is X. Um, they're trying to have no beer younger than a year in every blend as well. Um, they really want them to have, showcasing that old um, barrel aged, you know, uh, mixed ferment style. Uh, the beers I tasted were gorgeous. The golden was a stunner. Um, we might get caught up in what such a close comparison to Wildflower looks like. Yeah. But if you've got another producer banging out stuff like Wildflower, it's not really going to be a problem, is it? Yeah. And only, in, I think, both Wildflower and those guys have looked at the approach of the rear barrel in the US. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is basically their approach as well. And taken inspiration from that. Um, and the beers do not taste like wildflower beers they're their own thing uh, and yeah it's kind of cool to see multiple projects like this in the market definitely um, you know, Dollar Bill are uh, similar Molly Rose is similar um, Future Mountain is in that realm but slightly different but we're kind of seeing you know that the rise of the mixed fermentation the wild yeah. fermentation and the rise of the uh, respective time as well yeah, yeah. Um, so I tried yeah, the gold and the red, I tried a dry hopped one. They're going to, at their tap room, they're going to do dry hop stuff, you know, just for keg only. Uh, launch is going to be in, at Carwin Cellars next weekend on the 4th of May. Uh, and they're also going to be launching at their tap room. But there's only 15 spots at their tap room. It's really hard to get to, really hard to find in Williamstown. Deep industrial Williamstown. Like, while I was walking there, I got the train there, and walking through on a Sunday afternoon, and there's just, like... Know, car repair things and miscellaneous um, factories. Yeah, stuff. Industry. Yeah, industry Cogs stuff. And yeah, chains and stuff. And like, that. like the people that were working there, like you know, out and about, like looking at me randomly walking through with my fucking tote bag, and my thongs on. Like, yeah. who's this yeah, random exactly. hipster? Why is he here? Um, but directly across from it is the Altona Oil Refinery. So. The licensing was a struggle because they didn't want. They don't want if anything goes wrong with their oil refinery. They don't want to have to evacuate people, anyone. So it's limited to fifteen people, yeah. and they had to fight for that um, to get even fifteen people. So it's it's a pretty high risk venture drinking yeah, there. As a punter, it's going to make it cool to go there. Yeah. So they're going to be open one Saturday a month. So how far? Like, how do you get there? You, I, what did I do? I got off at Newport Station, and it looks to be that same distance from Williamstown Station yeah. as well, and walked. It was a 25-minute walk, maybe. Um, so, similar to Boat Rocker in that sense. Yeah, okay. You know, it's not easy if you're not in that part of the world. You'd probably if you are, it's not that easy. Yeah, yeah, and you'd probably Uber. It's probably quicker for me to bike, to be honest. Yeah, right. Um, but they're not... They're not pinning all their hopes and money making on this. On the tap room, sure. Uh, 
But I think they're going to. And I think you mentioned that they're only going to be open once a month as well. Yeah, once a yeah. month. Yeah. So I think it, I think it'd be a really cool spot to head and head and have a drink and have a chat to them. And they said, you know, they're going to look at it as a a benefit because when they're open, they're there, so yeah, you can chat yeah. to them. And when I, I interviewed them, there's a story in the Crafty Pint coming up soon about it. Um, but they were talking about it how going to breweries sometimes and you want to ask a question but the person behind the, the bar doesn't know anything about yeah. the beer so they want to they can get around and talk to you and, and serve you the beer um, they also want to start pouring other beers that inspired them and kind of do that you know, holistic kind of this is the whole sure that's cool um, yeah really cool design looks really cool but yeah the, the label is going to stand out uh, check out the Crafty Pint for the full story but yeah that sounds fun I want to go there yeah, we. Uh, I can't do May the Fourth, unfortunately, but I did because you're did watching Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. We uh, did talk to them. I did talk to them about doing a show uh, and a beer for patron people as well. Sick. Um, if I, and we should invite thirteen more patrons. Yeah, yeah, to yeah. Let's do it. Along. I think we could do that. Um, the next patron beer uh, is two Quick Meads, uh, different strains of Quick from Hunter and the Harp. Uh, meadery, uh, small meadery. We tasted them on a show. Yeah, early this year, late last year. Late last year, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they were really fun. So uh, really excited to. We think maybe the first two quick meads ever made. I mean, and that's what you're getting if you're going to sign up as a patron. Yeah. So top tier members are going to get two, their two bottles, um, and then we'll everything else will be up for sale at a ridiculously discounted price. Uh, it's a steal. And even if you're not. Uh, part of Patreon you don't want to sign up go check out his meads they're really fun yeah they are good I would recommend that um, he it's funny he when we were emailing back and forth he said you know it'd be good if you guys could talk up the, the mead as part of the process I'm like you're making two side by side quick meads we're going to talk about them yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> it's going to dominate conversation a, you might say yeah. it's a fascinating thing um, yeah really fun Brisbane Gabs yeah just happened exciting uh, for the first time in Brisbane, by all accounts, it went went well. I saw some. I saw some fun social media posts. People seem to be enjoying themselves. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's in the last show we Uden, but I talked to um, the crew from Funk Estate, and they talked about brewing a beer strategically, somewhat for Gabs. So they made a sour beer, knowing that it would probably be a month. It would have to last a month. Uh, you know, if you brew something hoppy and fresh it might not make it the distance of gabs which i think is an interesting point with gabs yeah because how many weeks is it between this melbourne and sydney brisbane was this weekend yeah melbourne is in two weekends three weekends yeah uh, yeah so the 19th the end of good beer week yeah 18th 17th 18th 19th so sydney is first of june okay and Auckland Gabs is the 29th of June. Yeah, right. So, so that's a two, two, almost two and a half month by the time you have to get That's a huge window. Yeah. Even just a couple of years ago, yep. it was a much, much smaller window. Yep. So, and the, the beers will change in terms of, and I don't know how the beers have, whether people are going to do two different smaller batches. I don't think so. I think they'll probably do one batch for all of them. Um, yeah, but the, right. the, the beer list... You probably be- should do a fresh one for New Zealand at least. The beer list between the two will be between Brisbane 
by the time he gets to Auckland will be, be quite vastly different. Yeah, not vastly different, but, but there's going to be some key differences. Of, yeah, uh, producers. Will yeah, yeah. Chop and change. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Also, if you're at Gabs, check out pages. I think 34 and 35. What's that mean? Uh, or maybe 34. Photo of me. Oh yeah. And my uh, tips for the festival. Like it. I What's your number one? Uh, it was a bit of a mixed bag because some of them were just five beers and then two glasses. Um, so, you oh, know, five tasters. You yeah, right. Get a paddle of these, get two glasses. Uh, White Rabbit, they're doing a. a Doesn't f- matter what they do, it's going to be fine. Yep. It's a first use Italian oak photo, fo- or Italian photo, sorry. And they're doing a India Pale Lager brute in there with. Uh, yeah, brute lager. So, cool. sounds fun, oaky. Barry Cranston is back again this year Fantastic. doing Australian Saison so i got to give a shout out to Barry um, a couple of sliders in there I, I chucked in um, I can't remember who else I put what in what was there. the other full glass oh Welder's Dog oh, they're doing Welder's a um, they're a brewery that's New South Walesy. I'm not exactly sure where but they they're doing a brute sour something barrel aged served still it's like 9% Huh. So I'm like, yeah, right, for like, sure. just do okay. that. Yep. Interesting. Um, can't remember. Like on paper, it probably doesn't sound. Without the serve still, I'm like, oh, I don't know what that is. But yeah, serve still. But also, it's a it's a kind of beer that won't have its correct context in a taster. No, definitely not. Yeah. Definitely not. Um, yeah, I didn't include any neepers or anything with vanilla or lactose because there is so much of that there. I know. It's a bit we of a. It's a bit of a dartboard as far as that is concerned. If you want a milkshake or something, just you'll point, just point at the tap list and you'll get one. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty excited for Good Beer Week in Gabs, by the way. Yeah, what are you doing for Good Beer Week? Uh, well, because of the holiday, I'm only doing a few things. So mm-hmm. I'll do, obviously, our night at the Catfish. Mm-hmm. I'm doing Woods of the North, which I'm really looking forward cool. to. Uh, and then just Gabs. Awesome. What Woods are you doing? Um, so we're doing, we'll be doing the Molly Rose Beer by Winemaker. Yep. Uh, I'll be at Hawker Hall for the Wolf of the Willows Hawker Hall takeover. Awesome. Or dinner or whatever it is. That'll be great. Yeah, I think it's going to be a really good one. Yeah. Um, Tuesday, fermentation and fromage with uh, La Sarin at Boilermaker House. Couldn't really Wednesday night we're doing draw our thing. a better uh, cheese event to do. Yeah. yeah. Wednesday night we'll be doing our podcast and I'll be... Oh, sorry. Wednesday afternoon, retain, resolve, review... Is my panel at the Trade Hub. Yep. Uh, we are going to be talking about keeping staff, managing staff, being good to your staff. Staff retention is a big problem in the industry at the moment. And uh, so I've recruited two breweries that I know do it excellently. I've got Roxy, head of people and culture, stomping around in Tap House. Yep. And someone from HR at Stone and Wood. So how do you keep a staff member? That's going to be the big question. How do you manage... How do you give people feedback? Um, all those things that, as growing businesses, I think a lot of breweries struggle with. So sure. I mean, like, and in that kind of hospitality business, it is a high turnover position. Yep. But I know the tap house has had staff with them since the start. Oh yeah, so exactly. How do how do they how do you do that as a as a business? Because you can do it. So I guess yeah, finding out how. So, yeah, come along to that. That'll be a good one. Yeah. Um, also going to be... Oh, I'm thinking about doing after our podcast. Yeah. 
doing a stop at the Great Northern Counterculture Stoner Wood launch. Cool. They're launching. I don't know if it's been announced yet, the beer, but it sounds delicious. Of course. Uh, and then Howler are doing $8 pints of feral hop hog variants that night as well. Eight different sure. hop hog variants. So sure. That makes sense. I think also I might... I'm after Woods of the North. Uh, I might go to the the wrestling uh, wrestling at yep. Moondog's new site. Yep. Um, Moondog Brewery Brawl. If you're looking it up in the program, yeah, it looks fun. Uh, also, the Aber Awards, Gabs, and then Lucksmith on the Sunday. So that is a chockers week for you. Yeah, it's going to be fun though. Yeah, you're going to need all that um, kefir to keep you going. Ah, oh, I will. I'm having a few problems with my kefir. What's um, going on with that? I think I've just got some some wild yeast that's acting really quickly in there. Oh, okay. So I need to build up the colony to healthy again and um, change the seasons. Maybe haven't really worked well with it. Stupid smash weather. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I um, but I made a strawberry one the other day, which is fucking delicious. Nice. Check out. I, my Instagram I'm for enjoying all that. The, the, the the stories about so all I'm things fermentation. Uh, it is like an interesting thing to like. Keep a written log of anyway. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, check out my Instagram stories if you want to look at ferments. Should we have a short break and come back and do some recommendations? Sure. What do you got for us, Dave? What are we starting with? Uh. Let's do beer. Sure. All right. One of the um, <coughs> beers that was released while I was away, that, or maybe even before I went away, uh, that my girlfriend was looking at on the socials was the Timothy Timothy Slamothy from uh, yep. Moondog. She was pretty keen on trying that. So we got a bottle when we got home, uh, got a can, sorry, and um, tried it. Tim Tam Slam with it, which is that's pretty fun. Yeah, yep. we. Uh, what is a Tim Tam Slam? Tim Tam might Slam not know. for those who are not ingratiated is uh, the Aussie tradition of uh, biting the corner, the opposite corners off a Tim Tam biscuit. Mm-hmm. And wait, you just do the corners. You don't do the whole. Mate, you got to regulate your flow. Okay. By doing the corners. Interesting. Otherwise, it's just it's just going to be a mess. Uh, you do opposite corners, you're going to be fine. And then, I mean, I believe you would drink your coffee or your tea through it, yep. which was more problematic because it was hot. But if you do that with a delicious dark beer, you're in a world of good taste. All right. Um, I think you did yours. I think I oversaw your first Tim Tam Slam in uh, Adelaide. No, I, I just, well, it certainly wasn't my first rodeo. Oh, yeah? Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I shepherded a few newbies yeah, through that yeah, process yeah, that yeah. night. Um, and enjoyable. However, the beer itself is solid. Yeah, yeah. It's a really, really just dry, uh, dry, bitter, chocolatey stout that's, I imagine, made to go with the biscuit. So the beer itself isn't that sweet. You mm. get that from the biscuit. But if you just like a good dry stout, then I'd recommend just uh, leaving the arnets on the shelf. All right. And, uh, just opening up a can. Yeah, really Excellent. good. Really good. I reckon they could like redeploy that as like a seasonal stout, and it yeah, would be a yeah. killer. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. Um, so mine is certainly not a new beer; it's an old favourite. Uh, but I, I got a bottle yesterday, and 
thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, the La Sirene Saison. Just sure. the, the original Saison. I don't remember it as being as refined, um, as delicate, as unique and interesting as it is now. Uh, you know, it always had, it was always really heavily carbonated. Um, they've kind of, man, they've don't know what they're doing with it, but it's staying so vibrant and fluffy in the, the glass, but not, it's not a problem to pour. Yeah, right. Um, and I wonder I what it, it is. What is like the, just the I think evolution just, of the yeast? Yeah, perhaps? maybe. Yeah. Um, and just, just a, an amazing experience. Uh, you know, for, for their beers, we've gone through, you know, now they're doing the, the canned stuff, they're doing more, more wild stuff. Some of their, um, they've had a couple of wild releases recently, but revisiting this was a real like, oh, this is, That's right. Yeah, yeah this is something. Killers, yeah. Um, yeah, straight Las on. Hard to beat. It's a good wreck because now I just want to go and get a bottle of it. Yeah, there. yeah. What do you got non-beer, Dave? Non-beer. A um, little predictable, but go to Japan. If you're okay. planning, if you're on a holiday to plan, go to Japan. It is excellent. Probably no matter what. I mean, it might be a bit hot if you go in the middle of summer, but um, beautiful country. It's probably more accessible to the language, the English language, than you might think. Yeah. Um, also, they're just an exceptionally uh, considerate uh, culture of people, and they do a lot to accommodate. So, um, I had a great time. Go there. If you awesome. like eating food that's delicious, I do like that. Yeah, I will. Japan's for you. Mine is probably less outward. Um I'm going to say watch Star Trek Discovery. Yeah? On Netflix. What is uh, that? It's two seasons now. It's a kind of a prequel or a precursor um, to just before the original Star Trek starts, which is kind of weird because, like, these days it looks so much better. Sure. <laughs> and then yeah. and it's by at the end they have yeah, to kind of make it look like... That's hilarious. Yeah. What a funny um, problem to encounter. Yeah. So we're two seasons in now, um, 13 and 14 episodes. I've never been a Star Trek fan as such. I think I've enjoyed some of epi- random episodes of the, the original. Uh, that's about it. So good. So good. So entertaining. So yeah. engaging. So exciting. Cool. Uh, so do you think you enjoyed this because you don't need to, like, if you've watched episodes here and there, you don't need to know any of the backstory? Yeah, yeah. It's exactly. Pre- yeah. yeah, okay. Like, you know a Spock. That's, even that, you don't need to know. He's in it, but that's about it, you know. Um, if, you don't, if you don't know him, he'll be introduced to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, really just, you know, tight, interesting storytelling, classic classic Star Trek moments, but also overarching. Highly recommended. Um, it was doing it on Netflix where it was an episode each week. Oh, okay. But now it's, it's really th- annoying, isn't it? Yeah. Well, now it's through the first two seasons, so you can just Very good. binge on it. I um, was watching Billions on Stan, and uh, the most recent season is... Weekly episodes, yeah. and I forgot about that, yeah, and I started yeah. binging, and I'm only like, I don't know, four episodes uh, or whatever it is now, and just... Um, yeah, can't recommend this enough. Nice. Really, really good. What's it called? Star Trek Discovery. Discovery. Uh, oh, so good. For anyone that's ever watched Toast of London, did you watch Toast no. of London? Uh, Clem Fandango plays like it. do like Toast, though. Okay. Well, Clem Fandango plays a major role in Star Trek, uh, so that's a selling point for All a lot right. of people. To anyone that's seen Toast of London. Yeah. Uh, Dave, internet. Internet. Uh, you can get me at Melb Dave on Twitter and Instagram. Um, you probably only see a few like Japanese pictures on the Instagram lately, but I'll come back with some more stuff. Right. No doubt. How about you? 
at Ale of a Time everywhere, aleofatime.com for the podcast and other bits and pieces. Uh, What's going on with Hypothepod? Or 100th episode this week. Um, we've just put up an episode, episode about Putin. Uh, Salty's been away, so we've uh, Cam and I have been handling the Patreon episodes ourselves. How's that going? Ah, we missed Salty. Yeah, okay. We missed him. Um, but yeah, check out the. I don't know what the hundred. Would you say they've be. been under seasoned? Hey, Salty, not enough salt. 